As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. tulip glass and I will use my tooth to drink it. Nice. You know, for a bottle that had a sound. Yeah, because I'm good. Yeah, I'm crap at that. I'm crap at opening cans too. I still ended up getting some on me. Jeebus, crimbus. Well, that's okay. I will just be rocking the eau de beer parfum. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm going to welcome the people. Welcome people. Welcome, you commenters. Welcome to yet another episode of the Beard Al Podcast, the podcast where we talk about two of the greatest things in the world, beer and Weird Al. I am still Lauren. And I'm still John. Thank you for being here, John. Uh, Do you want to tell the people what we're talking about today? Today, we are talking about a song that, to me, is all about tradition, and that is Weasel Stomping Day. Yes, the traditional wee stomping day. Gotta stomp their weasel skulls right in. Yeah, it's tradition. It's that tradition. Makes it that o- makes it okay. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So we uh, have some beers paired up with Weasel Stomping Day, don't we? Do you want to talk about those a little bit first before I, we jump into the you song? talk about You talk about yours first because <laughs> I have a feeling that mine is going to spurn some conversation. So. Okay. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm taking a sip of my beer. Um, I... Once we kind of get into the song, I'll get into a little bit more of, of why I chose this beer to go with Weasel Stomping Day. But I'm actually drinking one of the few beers that I have rated a five on Untapped. Yeah, this is one of my favorite beers. I am drinking Tourist Trap from MIA Brewing in Miami. It is a Belgian-style triple ale, and it goes down so easy, and it's so delicious but it's 10%. Whoa, 10%. 
Yeah. So tell me, tell me why uh, I bought that off alarm clock. No, tell me why. <laughs> um, tell me why you're pairing that. I'm pairing Taurus Trap uh, with Weasel Stomping Day because Weasel Stomping Day, the song, it's very light to listen to. You know, if you ignore the lyrics, it's very light-hearted sounding. But then when you listen to the lyrics, it's a little twisted and heavy. Boy, is it dark. Yeah. So I chose this beer because it tastes very light and, you know, fruity and delicious. And it goes down really, really easy. But it's 10%. 10%. So that is why I decided to pair two things together. Because it tastes one way, but it is another way. Right. Much like Weasel Stomping Day sounds one way, but it is another way. Absolutely. And I, I also have to say that MIA Brewing Company um, is very aptly named. Because Tourist Trap, T-R-A-P. Like, you know, like, like Trappist. Tra- like, like Trappist. But it's a tourist trap. This beer is a trap. <laughs> I yeah trapping it, you thinking you that it's so drinkable but it's actually 10%. Correct. <laughs> so you're going to get effed up. If you have more than one of them you can get effed up and I have done that. Uh cuz it's just so dang good. So dang good. And you can see this like look at that beautiful yeah, color on this. Yeah, that's that's guy. nice and light. If, if I walked up like if 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 I was away from a table and you had ordered that and that came back, I would have no idea that that was that heavy. Yeah. So alcohol wise, is it alcohol forward? No, that's the no. thing. That's why it's a yeah. trap because it tastes no. more like a like a lighter Belgian beer. Okay. Um, it's definitely is a triple because you know how triples tend to have that you know like banana yeah kind of thing to them and it, it but has even that. that's kind of light. You know what I mean? Like right. Banana is a very light flavor. It's not not gonna like it's not really deceiving. Yeah. So it's it's quite good. I enjoy this beer very, very much. Hence the five rating on Untapped, which I don't do very often at all. So uh, what do you have? Okay. Okay. So this is a very backdoor pairing. I'm excited for this backdoor. Okay. <laughs> stay, stay with me. So as I was listening to the song, I'm thinking to myself, like, what is this song about? It's not just about weasel stomp right it's it's about tradition and so that made me kind of look up like what are some weird traditions because he even has the line in there it's tradition that makes it okay so like that tells me that he knows that it's kind of screwed up but like it's just what we've always done Mm -hmm. and so on numerous lists that i've that I, i found when looking up weird strange traditions i found um tell me if you don't know what this is pumpkin chunkin i don't know what pumpkin okay is. so pumpkin chunkin in the state of delaware they have these events in the fall time and uh everybody makes these ornate like catapults or trebuchets or air cannons which is like a giant potato cannon but uh-huh. like big enough to fit a pumpkin and they see who could sh- who could uh shoot it the farthest oh wow okay and so um in 1994, Dogfish Head was just a twinkle in the eye of an ambitious home brewer named Sam Collagione. After catching wind of a local cooking contest at the pumpkin tossing Pumpkin Chunkin, Sam showed up with a full-bodied brown ale brewed with pumpkin meat and spices. The judges were all pumpkin beer, and Sam was all, yup, it nabbed first place and a legend was born. 
They've been brewing pumpkin ale every fall since. Wow. So my beer is Pumpkin Ale by Dogfish Head. This beer basically started Dogfish Head. As in, like, it put kind of put him on the map a little bit. Like, put the, like, made the twinkle even brighter. Like, yeah, I could really do this and, like, market it. And then he went on to make the 60 minute. But the, the, the back door is that, so traditions, pumpkin chunkin, and he won first prize at a cooking contest at a pumpkin chunkin and started this whole brewery based on that. That's wild. That's a good story. So right. do we do we also have Dogfish Head to blame for the onslaught of pumpkin beers in the fall time? Uh probably. Yeah. Probably. A, you know, and I, I've got to stop for just a second because I know what it is, okay? But the term pumpkin meat. Right. Just, I know it kind of sounds backwards, but it's not. But it, it's not like the the stringy inner. It's like when you're when you when you're carving the pumpkin. It's like when you're actually carving the wall of the pumpkin. Yeah, not just like the, the seeds and stringy bits. Oh, I know what pumpkin meat is. I just it's the term pumpkin meat that really gets you. It's funny. So the uh, farthest um, pumpkin chunk. <laughs> was 4,694.68 feet. That is nearly a mile. That is nearly a mile. That is 1.43 kilometers. That is... So, yes, nearly a mile. That's some pumpkin chunking. Yeah. Right there. God, you know well, You know how my nickname as a as a kid and still to this day... Pumpkinhead. It's Pumpkinhead. And, yeah. you know, sometimes they just call me Pumpkin... So I guess when I throw up, that's technically pumpkin chunkin'. Pumpkin chunkin'. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. If I, I, I did buy two cans of this tourist trap, so if I have the other one, we may encounter some pumpkin chunkin' later. Yeah, uh-oh. No, 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 we right. won't. Okay. We won't. So, so this is uh, this is 7%, not, okay. not quite as heavy as your 10%. No. Um, it's a brown ale brewed with pumpkin, brown sugar, allspice, cinnamon, and nutmeg. Um, so it... Uh, it doesn't have quite as much of the pumpkin pie flavoring that other pumpkin beers do, but it it still has some of that. Um, as far as pumpkin beers go, it's probably my second favorite. Yeah, that one's pretty good. I actually, uh, I got a six pack of that mm -hmm. a, a week or two ago, right? I texted you from the grocery store because I saw that yeah. they had it there. And I was like, is this any good? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah of course i'm gonna say yeah dogfish head is probably my favorite brewery yeah so please so sponsor I, us dogfish head, that would be cool that um, would be a great sponsor i be. had a different i had a different dogfish head beer originally paired with this song but then i found that backdoor pairing yeah if i finish if i do end up finishing this pumpkin ale by the time this episode's over we might get a, a unprecedented double pairing we'll see whoop, whoop, whoop. uh yeah, so that's good. But I did enjoy the Dogfish Head Pumpkin Ale when I had it last week. So I got mm -hmm. the six-pack, and I enjoyed it. I, I'm not a big pumpkin beer fan, but I will be having a pumpkin beer in a couple of episodes around Halloween time. Oh, foreshadowing. Oh, oh no. I think, I think I'm also having a pumpkin beer with that, but um, it's technically also two pumpkin beers. Yeah. Because you I'm, know, making a black, I'm making a black and tan. I could have done that too, because when I went to my uh, when I went to the beer store to get this tourist trap, I saw the two beers that you're going to use, and I thought yeah. I could just do the same thing. I could phone it in and do the same thing, but I had already gotten yeah. my pumpkin beer, so I was like, yeah. "No, we'll do something. I'll do something else with it." 
Uh, uh, all right, we've talked plenty about beer here. Let's talk about weasel stomping day. Okay. Here's my f- first question. Sure. Why do they spread mayonnaise on the lawn? I knew that was going to be your first question. Um, probably for the same reason that um, I spread mayonnaise on the bread of a sandwich, and that is to keep the um, the bread from getting soggy. They don't want all of the uh, weasel guts and stuff to soak into the lawn, and so that creates that slick barrier to make cleanup easier. That's a really good answer. Because I, I was thinking, like, that hadn't even crossed my mind, using the mayonnaise as a barrier to protect the lawn from the weasel guts. Um, right. I was thinking, you know, spread the mayonnaise on the lawn, put down your gun, it's weasel stomping day. So spread the mayonnaise on the lawn. I was thinking maybe is mayonnaise, because could that be like weasel bait? Like, do weasels like eggs? Oh, oh, you know, I feel like in my brain, I have I have a vision of a weasel stealing an egg from like a children's story unless that's the mongoose stealing snake eggs in which uh, case maybe but are are we weasels and mongoose mongoose I, I feel like they're in the same family that them and ferrets yeah they're all oh look it very easy i just googled weasel, weasel stealing eggs. eggs uh do weasels steal eggs weasels hunt and store mice for winter it is to prepare for heavy snow cold the farm has a weasel favorite eggs way to steal he, yeah his way to live is to steal eggs so there's a lot of oh. videos of weasels stealing eggs so being that mayonnaise is basically an egg-based condiment right okay one might think that they, they might be spreading the mayonnaise on the lawn to attract the weasels that kind of makes that through almost throwaway line like a little bit smarter and not a throwaway line anymore yeah i, I don't think it is a throwaway line because it, it, it's legitimate right i think um so my second question is coming from that that same portion of the song. Spread the mayonnaise on the lawn. Put down your gun. It's weasel stomping day. Now, does that... People probably m- hunt... They're hunting the weasels normally. And uh, so today, it's like... It's almost like if you think about, like, the different hunting seasons that there are where, like, muzzleloader season or archery season. Like, I would imagine that it's like... No, it's just the stomping season. Just for the day. Right. And you have to think, first of all, I, 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 I'm just trying to imagine, like, what culture would do this. Now, this seems like... Well, they're putting on Viking helmets. Okay, okay. Does that necessarily mean that this is a Scandinavian... It's Minnesotan. <gasps> oh! Okay, because it felt you're... Okay, okay, okay. That it's makes a, sense. It's America, but Scandinavian, so Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay, actually, you know, that's funny that you bring that up. I am currently in the midst of, and I'm not even calling it a rewatch because I never watched it, but I'm currently watching Golden Girls. Oh. Because I never watched it, and there's just so many, uh, you know, people out there loving Golden Girls. There's so many memes about people dancing to the Golden Girls theme song. You know, thank you for being a friend. And so I'm like, you know what? It's on Hulu. I'm just, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a shot. And the reason I'm making this connection, you know, people listening that have, have watched Golden Girls is uh, Betty White's character, Rose Nyland, is from St. Olaf in Minnesota. And she is, mm-hmm. you know, Scandinavian. And so Rose always has, you know, words. She's like, oh, well, for dinner today, I'm making herfendurfendurfer. <laughs> you know, and she like tells the all these. Swedish chef. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and she 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply tells all of the ridiculous stories about things that they did there like um oh god they had a a a herring circus and it was a herring juggling act and it wasn't people juggling herring it was herrings juggling little things oh and so i'm like okay so now putting this all together now that you're making put your viking helmet on this is a very strange segment of america where weird traditions but that makes it okay mm-hmm. seem right. to be occurring and so it's okay okay i mean so weasel stomping day you know in the context of like where i'm at right now re-watching golden girls very well could have happened in saint olaf minnesota where rose island betty white's character from golden girls is from because it seems just that weird right yeah oh I, that see the viking helmet i didn't even i didn't even think about that that felt like a throwaway line to me too but now okay Cause this, I, I mean, I just kind of threw that out there just to as a counter argument, but then you ran with it. So no, but it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. This felt very um like it's difficult to place, but the the music. So the music to this sounds very like it's a small world. You know, very like. 19- oh my goodness! Yeah, I was gonna make a comment that it sounds like it's like part of a musical of like a made-for-TV Christmas movie or something, like. Yeah. Something like along those lines, like, oh, this is a jolly Christmas holiday song. But then, like, as you said before, it's like, no, you listen to the lyrics and it's totally not. Right. And it's like, it sounds, mm. sounds like 1950s America, you know? Yeah, 50s, 60s. Like early 60s. So like before hippies. So this is, this is like when it feels like that would have happened. Um so it, it, it's difficult to place in that way, but at the same time, it's like, okay, what kind of weird stuff were people doing in the 50s in, you know, weird little, this one suburbs started happening. So Is, is that like when a, people started putting savory food in Jell-O? Yeah, 60s, 70s, people started putting savory food in Jell-O, like that, uh, uh, like those like hot dog abominations and stuff. Oh my God, no, I've seen too many fish jello meals that make me want to puke yeah that's like the like peas and carrots it's so weird you know i mean that's that's the precursor to the casserole i think people realized well we don't need gelatin let's just put it in a dish yeah and then western pa really took off with the casseroles oh yeah so many casseroles every time every time we visit the in-laws there's a casserole that's okay yeah that's tradition that makes it it okay <laughs> I like a good casserole. Um, so where was I going? With I was somewhere in my brain. Oh, so the 1950s. That's when suburbs started happening, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, 
the atomic family. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) But uh, I I guess like each suburb, you know, and each like little like development kind of has its own thing. You know, like mm-hmm. living in a development now, you know, we have uh, food truck Tuesdays. We have things that happen, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you have to do X, Y, Z. Like you have to, you know, make sure you right. know, homeowners book- associations, you got to make sure like this, that, the other is all set up. Book so, club. Book club. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so you have to kind of make sure everything is, is okay. You know, you have people yelling at you if you don't bring your garbage can in like right away. I'm so glad that I don't live in an HOA area because I think that kind of thing would aggravate me and get me mad to no end. Yeah, it's terrible. You know? Down here anywhere, but most places are, which is yeah. ridiculous. Are you in one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't even do anything. You know, they put yeah. little American flags, like, on the main road, like, for for the holidays, and they put little lights up on the main road for Christmas, and then they scold you if your garbage cans are visible from the road. Yeah, or if your mailbox too high, or you didn't cut your grass in more than two weeks, or yeah, yeah, yeah. you're not allowed to grill on HOA property. <laughs> you know, it's stupid. Well, guess what? My grill's on my deck, so it's not on the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I guess where I'm getting at with this is it's like this could be like an extremely small like microcosm like of like a one suburb where it's like right. right. Yeah. Maybe, you know, the first year that the suburb was in existence, there was like a weasel infestation. And on the anniversary of that infestation, they just stomp weasels. Stomp them. Yeah. Uh, this song um, Weird Al did on the Strings Attached tour. Oh, that must have been fun. It was fun uh, because he had his three backup singers. And they were, so they were right behind him and the orchestra was behind them. And so, you know, so he did it. I mean, this song is less than two minutes long. Yeah, and, I was going to say like a minute and a half, something yeah, like that. Yeah. And, you know, the why we do it, we can't say. Like, uh, to see, yeah. I saw that live. But it's it was, such a festive holiday. Oh, don't you love the interlude with the squishy we- weasel noises? Um, I was I was going to make a comment on that, that uh, those squish noises and the screaming weasels kind of really unsettles me. It you makes unsettled- it a little bit too real. Yeah. In my opinion, you know? And I, I, we've talked about this um, in a, on a couple episodes here already, but remember, folks, Weird Al is a vegetarian. Yeah. And vegetarianism is the reason why Paul McCartney would not allow chicken pot pie. Okay. So Weird Al, being a vegetarian, borderline vegan, okay, to write a song about the basic senseless stomping of weasels with realistic weasel stomping noises. Well, let's let's think about this. Uh, he's He's not eating them. Right. They're not eating think... them, right? Uh, and he he's not in PETA. It's not PETA. There's nothing wrong with stomping weasels, I guess. I, I, I guess, but don't you think it's, like, even worse to stomp a weasel to death and not eat it? Because then it died for nothing other than tradition. Does that really make it okay? But if you think about it, like, okay, so you run over a deer or something or a raccoon on the road. I Like, so, yeah, you eat deer meat. You don't eat raccoon meat. Raccoon meat. But it's kind of like it's it's been the meat's been traumatized. 
it's like bruised and almost ground. So unless you're doing like ground weasel, in which case you got to fish out the bones because you're stomping, breaking bones within the meat. So it's like, yeah, yeah no, it's their weasel tough, skulls it's, right in. Right. It's tough to eat something that's been crushed. <laughs> Are you speaking to perfect experience? <laughs> it's tough to I'm just, stuff. hey, I'm just trying to justify it. I like, guess. But it's, I guess. it's tradition that makes it okay. <laughs> but, you know, like, you hit a deer or something like that with your car. That's an accident. This is, this is the willful stomping of weasels. But it's their tradition. I guess. So. Speaking of tradition. Thank you. Um. So, in my house, uh, for the last, for the last, two or three Christmases instead of um instead of doing the whole big Christmas dinner with the ham and mashed potatoes and we're in Nipah so kielbasa and horseradish and all of that uh in my house for Christmas dinner I do hot dogs and hamburgers and that is my new tradition because I don't want to have to make a big old Christmas dinner I want to spend time with my family there's you know now that there's a kid running around, she's not going to want to, like, be just sitting around while everybody else is preparing food in the kitchen. So it's like, okay, press a few burgers, throw throw some, the burgers and dogs on the grill. Takes a total of, like, a half an hour out of the day. Like, why would I want to be in the hot kitchen for hours on end for, for a for meal what? that, like, three people are going to like? Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's, right. a, that's a beautiful Natalie's tradition. totally on board. I think it, totally yeah. it's the, well, like it takes so much of the headache away, like zero stress on Christmas, you know? And I think that's super cool. You know, that's going to be something that your daughter will, you know, kind of grow up and, and say, you know, we have hot dogs for Christmas. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's, I mean, fun. It, it makes it fun. I mean, she, she may get, you know, questions or picked on a little bit about it. Like what? You eat hot dogs in Christmas? Why? Why? We need hot dogs. Why don't you have some ham? Why don't you have some turkey? Like, why don't you have a big family dinner like everybody else does? Because we eat hot dogs. That's why. Yeah, hot dogs and hamburgers. There's your ham. There's your ham. <laughs> so actually, the hot dog is closer to ham. I know it all, is. Yeah, all beef, well, unless right? it's all beef. All yeah. beef. I get all beef. Of course, you do. Some Brett's or Nathan. You should get some Hebrew nationals to do up on Christmas. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, that would- uh now do Hebrew nationals come skinless? <laughs> I got you. Oh god. Whoo! That was one of those uh ab workout laughs right there. Yeah. yeah oh, I got you. You did. You go you got him. Got me. Got him. Got him, got him. Oh my god. Uh, oh my heaven above. Um, hey, can you, you know think what? of any other strange tradition? Strange traditions? Yeah, yeah. Like in your brain, what is a strange tradition? Because I've got two that are strictly like Pennsylvania traditions. Well, maybe not strictly, but they're like heavy Pennsylvania traditions that are like super weird. Like thinking that the first day of hunting season is a holiday. Uh, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of, I think a lot of quote, end quote, religious traditions are weird. Um, but more, more secularly, I guess, mistletoe is weird. 
Um, yeah, that's when that's when the military was trying to install some rocket launchers and boots, right? N- mistletoe. Yes. Mistletoe. Mistletoe. <laughs> yes. 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 No, kissing under the mistletoe is weird because yeah. there's that foot hanging over you. Yeah. <laughs> With the rocket launcher. <laughs> With that rocket launcher, fall. you know, if you don't kiss, you get shot. Oh my god. See, you know what? That would be funny. Is if you got like one of those um like dismembered foot decorations from Halloween and like made one oh. of the toes a rocket and hung that up for Christmas like in a doorway. That. I'd be like, we got to kiss under the dark. Kiss under the mistletoe. That would be a kind of funny. Yeah, that'd be really funny actually. Um, every year we make our own mistletoe. Um, because we have holly plants in the front, and so when I get the real Christmas tree, I lop off a branch and then I lop off some holly in the front and we pin that up and that's our own mistletoe. Just some, just a pine branch and some holly with the berries. Your dog. Aww. A holly bush. Thank you. A holly bush. With yeah, berries. Dog's name is Holly. With berries. Yes. Uh, bush and berries. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> no berries. My boy dog doesn't have berries either. Oops! All berries. Like the. Captain <laughs> Crunch. Oops! All berries. Just a bunch of nutsack. Oh gosh. <laughs> testicles. Oh, testicles! Old Greek god. <laughs> That and diabetes. Diabetes. Diabetes oh. and testicles. Yeah. Anyway. The ancient the ancient Greek guy goes to the tailor with a hole in his pants, and the tailor holds him up and it says, Euripides. Oh, Euripides. And then the uh, guy goes, Yeah, Eumenides. Is the was the tailor uh Italian? Because that's the only way. Euripides. Euripides. Well, I like think Ma- it's Mario. A Greek accent is very it's similar to Italian because they're very close. Peninsula is right there in the Mediterranean. They're close to each other. Geek. Geek. <laughs> uh, oh, I've got Bill and Ted on the brain because, like, I just watched the third one, and the first two have been on sci-fi, like, all week long because Keanu's birthday was a couple days ago. And As so they're playing story. a lot of Keanu movies. Yes. They're playing a lot of Keanu movies. Like, we watched Constantine. Mm. and, you know, Bill and Ted 1 and 2. But I watched Bill and Ted 1 and 2 on my Blu-ray player um, before I watched 3 just to get back in the mood. And then, like, I was flipping through, and I see, like, Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted. I'm like, oh, my goodness. But Bill and Ted is a, yeah, Bill and Ted is a discussion for another day. Yes, because that's a a big one. That's a big one. That was your favorite movie as a child. I mean, yo, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure still way 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 up there can can i just say that for years we would say to each other 69 dudes and not understand what it meant right yeah what the adults around us must have thought when we were like i know 69 yeah yeah that's bad we're oh my god you killed ted you medieval dickweed (laughs) like what's a a dick boy and in both in both one and two, they... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They, uh, they use a three letter word that uh, would not fly today in, su- in such a way that they actually censor it out. Oh. When Bill and Ted hug each other after uh, oh. Bill, after they realize that Ted didn't really die after he fell out of the suit and whatever, they call each other the three-letter F, F word. The F-A-D. And then, um, yeah. yes, that, the uh, British cigarette butt, yeah. um, a bundle of sticks. Um, and then in the second one, they say that same word again, but it's the evil robot uses that oh. say it. When they, when they push... The, when they pushed them over the uh, spoilers from a 1991-92 movie, uh, they push them over the edge of the Star Trek uh, scene rock. Uh, they push them over, and they Bill and Ted die, and then they go to hell. Yeah. Station. I, like, okay, so, all right, I guess we're talking about Bill and Ted now. For a little bit, we uh, can. Like, I, I love the first one. First one will always be the best of the three. Two, I think, is a little bit ahead of three for me because I mean, it might just be pure nostalgia. I don't know. But there's so, so many more classic moments in two that, like, the first time you watch it, you're like, oh, my goodness, that's, like, classic. Like, playing Twister with death. <laughs> Right, playing playing Battleship and Twister and all those games with Connect depth. Connect Four. To, yeah, yeah, Connect Four, and then the magnetic football game. Yeah, they they play all of those, and like that's classic. And then Station is classic, and just so many moments that are just like, man, that's funny. That stands the test of time. Like, but then you watch the third one, and it's like a bit of an amalgamation of one and two. I'm not gonna go into any 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 plot. They time travel, they go to hell, and it's like, ugh. And hell changed, hell changed a lot. Like, hell is different. <laughs> <laughs> like, hell is you for watch children. Focus, oh, my goodness. Hell is for hell. <laughs> hell is for hell. On Pat Benatar. Dad would always stop the radio on Pat Benatar. Yeah, he turned it up. Um, P.S. I have like a half a sip left of my beer, so I think I'm actually going. This will be the unprecedented double pairing. Double pairing. Boom, boom, boom. That was my okay. uh, introduction for you there. So this one is uh, not a backdoor pairing. It's in fact very opposite. It's like very topical. It's a front um, door pairing. Sure. Um, it's called Flesh and Blood IPA. Also by Dogfish Head, which ah. is pretty great. But, I mean, obvious. 
the weasels are reduced to flesh and blood. Period. The end. That's the end of that pairing. There you go. <laughs> but that's a good beer. That what is that? That's a uh, it's a it's a it's a like an IPA with uh, fruit. Correct. Blood it's orange a IPA. Well a well hopped IPA brewed with orange peel, lemon flesh, and blood orange juice. Flesh and pumpkin meat. <laughs> yeah, sure. You can go there. You've had the lemon flesh and the pumpkin meat. That's a pairing that can't be beat. <laughs> you just created a jingle. I should have made a black and tan out of these. That would have been, <laughs> oh my God, that would have been terrible. <laughs> There's no black either. It's just tan and tan. Tan and tan. <laughs> Tangerine. Tangerine. Okay. Tan this... Uh. Uh, uh, let me let me find a percentage here for you. This guy's uh, where the that I is bet you it'll show up. It'll show up when I uh, when I scan it on Untapped. Wait, I'm gonna take a guess. I'm gonna take a guess. That is gonna be six point eight. Nope. What is it? Was I high or low? You're low. Seven point five. Damn. Well, yeah. You're... So I've got a seven percent and a seven and a half percent. Okay. And I see you're telling me with my one ten percent that I'm you. I think I'm having less beer and less alcohol today. Unprecedented double pairing. Dun dun dun. Hashtag. Hashtag. Yo, follow me. Y'all follow me on Untapped. My, uh, no, nah, don't do that. Why not? I'm not, I'm not fun enough. You should be. Well, you can follow me on Untapped. My handle on Untapped is L-G-Carry, because that's my first and middle initial and last name. I don't recall mine offhand. I will have to look uh, once I finish checking. John is Mario World 125. Am I? Is yeah. that, that mine? Okay. Yeah. Because Super Mario World is my favorite video game. And 125 is his birthday. Yeah, now is it 12-5 or is it 1-2-5? The world or, may never know. Or is it 1-2 and then like just the year 5? Year 5, year 5. Yeah, I'm, I'm super old. It's like ancient, so ancient, so old, so elderly. Oh, hello, Rita. Hey. <laughs> Janet. Rita, Janet. Oh, do you want do you want another old joke? From the old jokes home. From the Version old two. jokes home. Sure. What's 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 black and white and red all over? Would that be the newspaper? Oh, you ruined my joke. You stole the punchline. How oh, boy. <laughs> what what is red and smells like blue? I know the answer, but I'm not gonna be a dick. Oh, it's red paint. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah it's red paint it's definitely yeah. red paint yep it's good, totes. good stuff so uh do you have anything uh else you want to talk about weasel stomping day um, i mean it's it's a blip on the straight out of linwood album from 2003 yeah, yeah did you um did you watch the music video for it yeah yeah it kind of looks like it was a short on robot chicken kinda yeah just by yeah. the animation style but I don't think it was because they used more um, action figures and this was more claymation. But I mean, that's not outside the realm of things right. that could, could happen. Right, right, I don't think it actually was a short on Robot Chicken because I, I just don't think it was. The time frame doesn't really sit. Yeah. Well. 2003, I don't know hey, when Robot Chicken started. Listen here. All you commenters out there, can you tell me 
when Robot Chicken started or if this was on Robot Chicken. We understand that there is a thing called Google and we could look that up, but we want you to oh, tell I'm, us. I just totally. I'm not looking up whether that was on. Did Robot Chicken start? Robot. Robot. Robot Chicken. Robot. Robert Chicken. Uh-huh. See, season one of Robot Chicken started in 2005. Ah. Uh. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say this was not on okay. Robot Chicken. Okay. That's That seems fair and reasonable to oh, me. Oh, wait. Wait. This is straight out of Linwood. You said 2003? That doesn't sit right. No, I'm sorry. You're right. Because straight out of Linwood is 2006. Yeah. Little Hat's 2003. So it could be. It could, it could be. have been. Hmm. Hey, mm. if anybody actually knows, thank you let for me fact know. checking me there. I, I I've nearly finished this ten percent beer, so I mean the brain part. Yeah, that's okay. The, the brain part was understandable there. Uh, let's let's tell the people where this song is ranked and where it was ranked because uh, I think the last time we were here talking about a song, we talked a little bit about our re-rank process. So uh, take it away, John, with the spreadsheets. Spreadsheets. So we kind of we kind of revamped our our uh, re-ranking weird algorithm, <laughs> and uh, we also um, just changed our own personal rankings of the songs. And so based on the uh, based on those factors, uh, this used to be number eighty out of one sixty three is like pretty firmly in the middle. This has jumped up thirty three spots to number forty seven. What? Yeah. Um I'm actually quite surprised about that jump as well cuz I thought uh, to me this is like a a, a mid-tier house song. Yeah, I mean it is, but I, we have to consider the album from whence came, okay? Straight out of Linwood has some good things on it, but not a ton of them. I think there's a lot on Straight out of Linwood for me that kind of miss. you know, miss Okay. Yeah. So if I'm talking good songs from Straight Out of Linwood, I'm talking White and Nerdy. I'm talking Pancreas. I'm talking. Uh, uh, You're close. A close, but no cigar. Thank you. Right. I knew there was one more, and then those are the only three that you've actually ranked above Weasel Stomping Day on this album. Exactly. Right. I put uh, there was one more song that I put above Weasel Stomping Day. You put it fourth. I put it fifth. Um. I have those same three, but I also put Trapped in the Drive-Thru above it because that song, um, if you really listen to it, uh, resonate, especially the what do you want to do for dinner mm. and then looking in the fridge and then like, it's just, it's just like, it really resonates. Yeah. Oh, I get that. I get that completely. I get that completely. But I mean, so, so that point, I'm not, I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised at the jump that this song took. Okay. Right. Because in our re-rank, you did a little bit more balancing on the albums because our rank was very bad hair day heavy. So mm-hmm. we kind of equalized that a little bit. And then when you're considering that um, the album that, that, that Weasel Stomping Day is on, this is the fourth or fifth best song on that album, in our opinion. I'm not yep. surprised that it jumped. Not surprised. So. Yeah. Um, it. Yeah. Yeah, it is the fourth fourth best on the album. So you've got you've got pancreas and close but no cigar kind of up there tied. I'm not going to give away numbers anymore because maybe by the time we record those, it'll change. Mm-hmm. Except, yeah, um, you got those. Then white and nerdy is up there, and then not too far behind is weasel stomping day. Yeah, weasel stomping day. Hey. <laughs> 
It's still it's still after one, two, three, four, five. There's still five Bad Hair Day songs ahead of it. Right. But, but. there's also um, at least two songs from every album above it. So Yeah. So I'm not yeah. super shocked at the jump. Um, I, I, I like the song. I think like musically it's great. The orchestration is good. There's a lot of, you know, fun sounds on it. I love the horn rip. There's a French uh, horn rip in like it, that's really what makes it sound holidayish. A yeah. lot of a lot of Christmas songs have that nice ho- French horn rip, which goes from low to high. It's very like an interjection, like an exclamation point that you'll. It sounds like what mm-hmm. an exclamation point would. Yeah, you could hear an exclamation point. Mm-hmm. That's what it would sound like. Right. How do you feel I know about a lot the... of people are going to say that the uh, an exclamation point sounds like uh, that one sound effect from Metal Gear Solid, and you won't be wrong. But uh, it's it's also a horn, so horn rip. Yeah, that's good. How you feel about your flesh and blood there? It's good. Uh, I rated the pumpkin a four five, and this gets a four two five. Very good, very good. Mm-hmm. I just uh, yep. wanted to check on you with that that double pairing there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We're running yeah. into unprecedented territory here today on the Beard Out podcast. Absolutely. Got a double pairing. Got a ten percent beer. I think the last time I had a beer this strong was our inaugural episode when we had Mad Elf. At all, yeah, that's over ten, right? That's like yeah. eleven. That one goes up to eleven. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Any other any other strange traditions that you could think of? Oh God, um, I've got I've got. Uh, if you really 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 think about it, Groundhog Day is weird, isn't it? Groundhog Day is weird. It's very good movie weird. though. Uh, yeah, I could watch that movie over and over and over again <laughs> and not uh, realize it. Yeah. Ha ha ha. But he, but he realizes it. It's the other people that don't. Right. Um. I heard that Bill Murray was a dick on the set of that movie. Well, rightfully so. He has to relive the same day over and over and over again. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know. But yeah, that's a very enjoyable, enjoyable movie. Is, who is the who's the woman in that? Is that Andy McDowell? For some reason, my uh, without looking it up, and I know this is way wrong. I was going to say Janine Garofalo. Uh, Janine Gar- Garofalo. Garofalo? Yeah, but that's way off base. She was in Dogma. Yeah, she was, wasn't she? So was Alanis Morissette. Alanis Morissette was God. Yeah, she was. In Dogma. Um, Andy McDowell, yes! Nice job. Thanks. With myself there. Yeah. Um, yeah, Groundhog Day is weird. Um, I make lasagna on Christmas. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a couple Christmases ago. I'm like, I don't know what to make. And so I think I have everything to make lasagna. The only thing I was missing was mozzarella cheese. Yeah. So it's Christmas. It's like, what's open? I thought Walmart might be open, but they weren't. And then the grocery stores were open. Walgreens was open. Um, so I looked at I know Walgreens has like a little pantry area. And I looked mm-hmm. and I saw they had like cheddar cheese and like pepper jack cheese, like shredded in a bag, but no mozzarella. That would be terrible. In my yeah, just, I know. Just real talk. Pepper jack cheese and a lasagna? No. Uh, so I went to Monetary like, jack cheese. Monetary Jack, yeah. <laughs> so I went to like four or five Walgreens's, Walgreens's, Walgreeni, Walgreens. Walgreens. Um, <laughs> and I could not find a bag of mozzarella cheese. And at this point, I was on a mission. Like I was making this freaking lasagna, you know. So I saw string cheese. 
And what is string cheese but mozzarella cheese? Exactly. Exactly. So I go home and I'm like shredding the string cheese. Like I'm pulling it apart to get it in like the layers of this lasagna. And then I made a nice lattice on the top of oh. it with the string cheese. So it was very you see, pretty. You should have just, just left them like, like whole. whole. That would be interesting. No, I don't know why. I But I pulled them apart. Because it's string cheese. You have to pull it apart. Like I don't care. Uh, you have to pull it apart. My daughter is a heathen. She just chomps right down on it. But she doesn't know better. So. No, well, you don't have to teach how to pull apart the string cheese. Right. Like, this is how it's done. This mm-hmm. is how you, you will do it from now on. If I catch you doing it any other way, no more cheese. Natalie eats Kit Kats without breaking them apart. What the hell? Yeah. Every time I see her do it, I call her a... What? What? It's blasphemy. I know. I am, as the children say, shook. You're shook. I am shook by this. Yeah. I am so sure. You break apart Kit Kats. You pull apart string cheese. These are how these food items are eaten. These are how these food items are eaten. Like, I'm sorry. Do you just bite into an onion? No. Uh, No, you shouldn't do that. No. I've bitten bitten into many lemons before. Like Like apples. Through the the, The rind? rind? Really? Yes. Why? Why not? It's healthy. You don't need to eat the rind? Yeah. Like... So I get a water at a restaurant, and it comes with that little wedge of lemon. Pop that sucker right in my mouth. Really? They're oh, yeah. Fil- they're filthy. Yeah. Well, that's how you build immunity up, I guess. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's fine. What, a, uh, like, a lot of people squeeze that lemon and put it in their water. You're yeah, just that's... Pro- yeah. I'm yeah. just concentrating it into one, one moment. I know. Like, I always get lemon in my in my tea from in my iced tea. But you just yeah, and they chuck up. those wedges right in there, don't they? Oh yeah, they do. They they yeah. They yeah, so you know, I mash them around with the straw a little bit to try and mm-hmm. get some. Right. Well, you know, being down here in Florida, I always have to like make sure I'm like super specific. I'm like unsweet iced oh. tea. Yeah, yeah, because sweet tea has so much sugar in it. Oh my it's god, it's good, but like I, I don't yeah. even think it's good. It can be Ugh. if you're in the mood for. It. I am never in the mood for that. Ever disgusting. I really like a good raspberry iced tea. I like a good raspberry iced tea, but you know, you know, f- you know, forget the cafe latte. Screw the raspberry iced tea. A Malibu and Coke for you. A G and T for me. <laughs> We're not talking about the bare naked ladies. Our good no, friends. No, that'll yeah. be for when we talk about Jerry's. Let's be on what we got to see. Ya. But yeah, how well do you know the lyrics to One Week? We can talk about that when we talk about Jerry Springer. You're right. Yeah. The, uh-huh. the fast part, the fast parts are. Yeah, because all, all anybody knows is chickety china, the Chinese chicken. We have a drumstick and your brain stops ticking. Watching X Files with no lights on, with Don LeMay's on. I hope the smoking man's in this one. Oh, Harrison Ford, I'm getting frantic. Like Sting, I'm like tantric, Sting, I'm tantric. Like, like Snickers, guaranteed to satisfy. Like Kurosawa, Kurosawa I make I'm mad, films. mad films. Okay, I don't make But if I did, they'd have samurai. Yeah, we don't have to go any further. No, because we are actually in too close. Too close. Too because close. that's not really a sung song spoken. Entirely too close. Entirely mm-hmm. too close. Um, all right, before we uh, wrap this sucker up for the day, there's a couple of things I wanted to shout out. I know we talked on one of our last episodes about the Beard Owl Patreon, where we may be putting some fun things for people to listen to, and also stickers! Whoa! Uh, stickers! Whoa, stickers! Uh, yeah, so you can go to, I think it's patreon.com slash Podcast. 
no apostrophe there. It's just straight up one word, Beard Owl Podcast there. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Beard Owl Podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Beard Owl Podcast. We put a bunch of random garbage up there all the time. People seem to like it. We have a good time. Uh, and you can stay abreast of what's happening with the Beard Owl Podcast by following us on various social networks. <laughs> You're weird. You're weird. I just like to stay abreast. Abreast. A booby. You, you can stay a booby. Stay a booby. <laughs> stay a booby. A booby. <laughs> can y'all say a booby? <laughs> Oh, boy. <sighs> you feel like we're done here? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're we're good. I, dude, we got almost an hour out of a song that's less than two minutes long, even though we talked about dude. a lot of crap. I mean, we hardly, well, we talked about the song for a fair deal, but we also talked about a lot of other stuff for a lot longer than we talked about the song. So that's the way things go. Yeah. That's the way things go. So uh, I guess we're going to. Wrap this up. Uh, before hey, I... all you commenters out there, tell me what you guys think about Pumpkin Chunkin'. Do you think it's weird or do you think it's awesome? I personally think it's awesome. Like, one time I was driving somewhere. Uh, it was obviously in Delaware. Um, and it was, this, it was this time of year where people are doing their Pumpkin Chunkin'. And I drove by and I actually saw some Pumpkin Chunkin' going on. It was really cool. Yeah. Pumpkin, like, in IRL get like launched it's it's pretty fun i i enjoy a good trebuchet yeah i like um my goodness there was a whole meat i forget the exact wording this is the kind of crap that i cut out yeah (laughs) here we go roses are red soda comes in liters a trebuchet is a mechanism that can launch a 90 kilogram stone projectile over 300 meters That's beautiful. I love being able to launch a 90 kilogram stone over 300 meters. Yeah. That's exactly what you need a trebuchet for. That is. That is what you need a trebuchet for. Yeah. And I think I think on that beautiful note, before we wrap things up Hey, entirely... you guys, what's your favorite, what's your favorite um, siege <laughs> engine? Is it a trebuchet? Is it a catapult? Is it a, um, oh boy, ballista? Does anybody... Is that somebody that makes coffee? No, it's a barista. Oh. Do you know what a ballista is? Nope. It's like a giant, giant. Wait, isn't that isn't that the woman that's married that was married to Harrison Ford, Ballista Flockhart? <laughs> no. Um, a ballista is a giant uh, crossbow. Oh. Like a, like think about like a, a a think of a trebuchet how it's like on like wheels and stuff, but just like instead of a trebuchet, it's a giant cat a uh, giant crossbow. Wow. Yeah, they're fun. Sounds violent. Oh, yeah. Super violent. What about cannons? Do you guys like cannons? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I'm like two beers in. Leave me alone. Okay. No, that's fine. That's just funny. You know, while you're you're finishing up that beer then, I guess. So uh, coming up later in October, uh, we will be celebrating one of the, uh, I don't know, what are we calling it? The most sacred of days? Is that blasphemy? I don't know. I'm just going to call it that. We're celebrating Weird Al's birthday. And Weird Al's birthday is October 23rd. And on October 23rd, we're going to be releasing a super duper wonderful, awesome episode with some super duper wonderful, awesome guests. And all I have to say is get your Twinkie Wiener sandwiches ready, people. 
Because we're going to be talking about UHF. And we're going to eat. Not the song, though. The movie. The movie. Yeah, the movie. The movie. Yeah, the not movie, the song. Not the song. I'm sure the song will come up at some point. But we're talking about the movie, UHF. So this is your advanced notice to watch UHF. Yeah. Do your homework. Watch the movie. We're going to talk about it. And we're going to eat Twinkie Wiener sandwiches. That's right. Absolutely. We're going to do it. Heck yeah. We're going to put now, that... In the movie, is it a boiled hot dog? I don't know. I'm grilling mine. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna cook mine in a in a skillet on the stove. Skillet on the stove. Sometimes, all right. So, like, real talk. I really actually enjoy taking a hot dog, cutting it up, putting it in some Kraft mac and cheese. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good that's stuff. Good. Now, do you do you do you? Hit it in the skillet beforehand. Get a nice little sear on that hot dog, or you just let it cook in with the mac and cheese. I'm I'm saying while I'm outside grilling the hot dog, I've got the mac and cheese cooking. Oh, I'll, I'll grill up the hot dog and then cut that sucker up and put them in the. Got it. Yeah. Got it. See, because when I've done that, I will cut uncooked hot dog up into pieces first and put each little like coin of hot dog like on a skillet to get a good little sear on each side, and then I'm very meticulous with the tongs and I flip. Each little piece of hot dog over, oh, so I boy. get a good that's sear on each side of the hot dog. There's a set amount of tedium that's in that that I just <laughs> do not want to. I do not want to deal with. I I mean that's also when I when I make my. Uh, I find it tedious enough to just cut the hot dogs after cooking it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Flipping each little hot dog medallion. That's what I do. I do the same thing when I make my kielbasa. Yeah. Uh, to put in with my uh, pierogi. Pierogi. Uh, a pierog. Um, I do the same thing. I cook the kielbasa up. I mean, I, I, I cook it. You know, it's you know, it's smoked, so I cook it. And then I cut it up into the little pieces, and they're all in a big skillet. And then I flip each one over. Uh-huh. Now, here's a question for you. My dearest wife, um, she turned me on to a kielbasa dish that we never had growing up. Okay. And that would be, you know, cooking the, like, cutting it in medallions, putting it in the skillet. But how about cooking it in some honey? I've never thought about that. Oh, yeah. That is some good stuff. Interesting. It's like a, a must be some sort of Western PA thing because we never had that growing up. But, like, I tried this honey kielbasa. Oh, man. So do you say, like, oh, hey, yeah. honey, can I have some honey kielbasa? Honey, honey. Like, yeah, do we have kielbasa in the house? And I'll be like, yeah, just let me thought. Yeah. So let me thaw the thought. Kibasi. Thought that. All right. Uh, hot smoke kibasi. Uh mm. All right. That's two beers down. Woo! Heck You're yeah. gonna be. Did it before the end of the episode. I didn't want to have a double beer pairing and not have the beer finished before the end of the episode. But I have done it, folks. He did it. He did it. He did it. He did it. Yay! Jerry got it open. Oh my goodness! Something I wanted to talk about. Oh, no. We were talking about weasel. Uh, uh-huh. So there's a, a pretty famous weasel out there. I don't know if you've ever heard of Swiper from Dora the Explorer. No. Swiper, no, no swiping. Swiper, no swiping. He's probably trying to steal all their eggs. Probably. Now that we talked about it. Now that we talked about it. But no, he, he actually tries to stop doing her mission. Explorer? Yeah. Dora the Explorer. It's like it's Boston, but it's... Yeah. It's Dora the Explorer. Park the kind. Have it yet? Mexico City. <laughs> <laughs> On 
that note, I've got a Dunkin' Ice coffee also. So I'm like taking uppers and downers. I was just going to say uppers and downers. Want, you don't want any part of this, uh, Dewey Cox. <laughs> Are you are you, are you ready hey, to be if, done? If you comment, if you commenters get the that reference, comment below. <laughs> are, are you ready to be done? <laughs> sure. Okay. I stopped. I stopped you like five times. You pulled a grandma. Like you're done with the conversation. It's like oh, it's one hundred percent intentional. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Um, uh, just like I did on the. Uh, I don't know if this should have. This should come out after, um, but hey, if any of you commenters have listened to the uh, Pub Trivia Experience uh, collab episode that we did that's going coming out on their channel, I did this same thing to Chris a couple times. For <laughs> <laughs> like, he was getting ready to talk, and I just like started talking about something else. <laughs> so Charles yeah, is a terrible guest. Uh, not terribly awesome. No, you, yeah, you're terribly awesome. And on that note, I am still Lauren Carey. <laughs> I think I'm still John. I'm not sure anymore. Yeah, still here. And uh, we want to thank you for listening to this incredible, wonderful, hopefully award-winning, no, episode of the Beard Owl podcast. We'll get you next time. Bye. 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 Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun. Too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.